Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules. Because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo, and we are back for another episode of The Snake Pit. However, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see that that is not Jake the Snake Roberts over there. Nope, that is the innovator of violence himself and the reigning Impact Digital Media champion. That's the great Tommy Dreamer. Tommy, thank you so much for being with us today. If I pull my disgusting hair down, do I look like uh, Fat Jake? No, I look more like Ron <laughs> Jeremy. All right, got to put this back up. Are you I don't doing? know. I like the look. I like the look. Hang on. DDT means. All right. (laughs) Yep. All right. You nailed it. That's uh, maybe maybe we can make it seem like Jake is here with us on the show. But uh, man, I'm so glad that you're here. And this week is not going to be completely without Jake uh, because this past November marked the 25 year anniversary of ECW's November to remember when Jake teamed up with yourself to take on Just Incredible and Jack Victory. And that is our subject for today's episode. But Before we get into the subject, uh, it's become customary on the show whenever I have a guest host come on that we will ask about the history with Jake, personal experiences, fandom, etc. What can you tell us about your earliest experiences with Jake? Uh, Massive fandom of Jake the Snake. Um, From his earliest beginnings, and I'm talking, uh, I want to say the first place I ever saw Jake was Mid-Atlantic Wrestling when he was an underneath talent that would always have a good match. And then I saw his transformation, possibly where the the most, where I hated him the most was Florida Championship Wrestling when he turned on Dusty with the, he was Santa. And Santa caused Dusty Rhodes to lose. And the reason I exist in this industry is because of the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And he screwed over my guy. And I hated Jake. And I'm one of those crazed fans that if you crossed me, it was hard, hard, hard 
for me to get you back on the side. I wasn't this like, I would still watch everything, but I would be like, man, you can't trust that guy. Then I remember seeing him in Georgia when he was the Georgia television champion. Um, and then Mid-South. And even though Mid-South was, he was become a babyface. I, I hated him. I still, I harbored resentment because of what he did to Dusty. I don't let things go. It is still <laughs> real to me. Then WWE's Jake made me start liking him and, uh, massive, massive, uh, influence. My early ECW gear was based upon maniac Mark Lewin, the purple haze and Jake, the snake with the long baggier pants. Um, and of course the DDT, uh, I want to say that three people in the wrestling industry have made the DDT a believable finish. And the first person is the OG. It's Jake the Snake. But Raven and myself were the reasons. And Raven was such a big Jake the Snake mark. And I say that term because he, he, he truly was. And even like his promo style. But um, And then me still trying to find a finish. Well, I'm in this feud with this guy. And I really liked Jake. So why not? And it's always been a, a, a homage, if you will, to Jake the Snake. Um, even the way when I'll be like, you know, the signal. Jake used to do where he'd do the clothesline and then he'd go for it. I would just, you know, especially now that I'm 52, going to be 53, you know, just me doing that, I'm going for it and teasing it is all stuff that Jake used to do because – I've gone back many. Uh, I love wrestling. I'm a student of the game. I literally watch way too much wrestling uh, in my life, but I go to bed every night watching wrestling um, because it puts me in a happier place. I watch the WWE Network and I'll watch territory wrestling and then I'll watch a sitcom because it puts me to bed happy. And Whenever, you know, wrestling is a sometimes a one-sided business for some, it always would be like, this is why I fell in love with this. This is why I'm still a fan. And Jake is one of those guys because he was so unique in everything that he did. Man, it's uh, awesome to hear you say that stuff, especially when you're running down his career and all the all the moments that you got to see of his throughout the territories and whatnot. Because, you know, as we go back through the show, one of my big goals was to talk about a lot of that stuff. Because, you know, ordinarily when Jake does an interview, it's always like, hey, tell us about Randy Savage and tell us about Andre. And it's, it's a lot of the same questions. So Jake and I have been going through all of his stuff that's really not well known. And, I mean, you can just see him light up, too, whenever we're talking about it. Because it's, you know, his first time talking talking about this stuff for maybe 30 years longer uh, you know world class everyone talks about the great world class championship wrestling but he was a key part of that gino hernandez chris adams thing and they're all feuding with the von erics you know he's also got baby doll with him and he's just so unique and different again like and then when you meet him he's another one of those guys in my prime i was six foot three 255 now I'm six foot one, knocking on 300. Um, but he's one of those guys where you're like, holy crap, like he's so big. And you think about like, always WWE, it was such a big man's place. He was considered tall and lanky. Yep. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? Because then you meet him and you're like, this is a giant man. 
And then the other part of it is Jake was a guy who like, like I kind of also patterned a lot of my career with him, especially in ECW. I didn't need the title. I didn't need the title to get over and you would work with me and you'd move on to the title pitcher. And I always stayed the same. And this was by design and proxy because I was like, look at Jake, look at Hogan. You're going to work with Jake to see if you could draw, get people interested in you, blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to move on to Hogan. But Jake is that was the litmus test for me. If you're in, and this is when I'm in the business and studying it, I'm like, you could be so over and still lose and still like, okay, he finishes his feud with Rick Rude and now what? Or he's having a semi feud with Hercules. Doesn't hurt Hercules to lose to Jake and it keeps Jake up there. So it was just amazing. But when you, you know, you talk about his older stuff, always unique, always different. Georgia Championship Wrestling. Again, he was kind of like, and it's funny because people have been calling me this now because it happens because when you're older, like a Forrest Gump type of person, he's always around this greatness, but you don't always associate him with it. You know, he was in the early Legion of Doom. Yeah. And that early Legion of Doom is Jake, the Road Warriors, the spoiler and King Kong Bundy. But the Legion of Doom really was Ellering and Jake. And then the other guys came in. But then there goes Bundy. There goes the spoiler. Then there goes Jake. So then, hey, I got these two muscular guys. But the workhorse in all this is who? Jake. Yep. And we all know his promo style was different. Um, but his uniqueness and his selling, like you could seriously, if you're a wrestler or a wannabe wrestler, you watch him when he was a heel, even like, you know, the snake, how he'd back out on his hands with his knees on like his body's on the floor and he'd back out while he was kind of bellied out. And you're like any moment that man could strike, even though he's not in a real striking position. Yep. But as a baby face, how no matter what, he'd be moving forward and sacrificing his body for what he believed in. And baby faces would always fight from his punch, how it always was delivered. The clothesline, which is still, it's, you know, 2023 going into 2024. If anybody is there, we've seen probably 7 billion clotheslines in the history of pro wrestling in both of our existence. If Jake goes out there, it's still going to be special. Because yep. it's always how he, it's everything he did leading up to it. So, uh, massive, massive influence in my career and should be in a lot of people's careers as well. Man, his connection to the audience just unparalleled. You know, you mentioned before how he'd wave wave the finger. He would get a giant pop just waving the finger. He could just manipulate the audience. And, you know, I, yeah, I've, uh, we recently watched back a lot of his stuff on Georgia. And actually, uh, my other podcast with Ted DiBiase, Everybody's Got a Pod, uh, we talked about uh, people having the intangible it factor and watching back that program like Jake just sticks out among everybody else. He's just so different and so unique. Um, so it's cool to talk to you about him. Uh, you had mentioned meeting him before. When was the first time that you met Jake? Yep. Uh, if I could also go back, just one thing that you said. Sure. Um, that era from Mid-South and it was Paul Orndorff. It was Jake. It was Ted DiBiase. Uh, Cowboy Bob Orton was there. It was a wrestling man's territory. 
But if you watch early Mid-South, everybody could have been Mr. Perfect because everybody was flawless in their work. And a lot of it, when you go to wrestling school, it's the lockup, then it's a headlock. And then you tell your story from there and everything is done in the middle. It, they all, and even though they all came from different places when they were there, it was, they were perfect in their footwork and everything that if you were to teach somebody and just say, cool, I have to leave class for a week, watch these people wrestle you will understand the basics of pro wrestling and then then watch how this guy stands out because it's a much different. I mean, I, I'm currently watching him where the barbarian just turned on him. Yes. And like he went from the most beloved, most hated to most beloved and then his promos. And I get that everyone would talk like, you know, he was also at times when he found his niche in the WWE to not yell. But in, in Mid-South, the way he emphasizes words. And sometimes he'd have to get mad. Like, it really resonated with the crowd. And you could see, like, you know, everyone talks about how popular the Junkyard Dog is. But Jake, as a babyface in that area, was as popular. Hence, the November to Remember in Louisiana. But I'm going to answer your other question. Um, never meet Jake before. We're doing... Um, Hardcore Heaven, my first ever main event in ECW. 97. Pay-per-view. Yes. Paul was a big surprise guy. I, And we're also working with WWE. And I don't know time-wise whether if I met him the first time was Manhattan Center. I'd have to go back to the book, which I have right over here. Um, Or was it this pay-per-view so the first time i meet jake uh ecw invades raw you have to understand it was a much different time we were a team where wwe was individuals and manhattan center small small place the industry wwe is getting their ass kicked by wcw and they needed us to come in and show anything could happen on raw really did kick off that era we also all came in dressed in track suits like all Japan style. We all represented our brand of ECW. And I remember we all walked in and Vince was like the commander in charge and saw this new military regime come in and we're all like wearing ECW gear. And uh, that impressed Vince, pressed him a lot because he kept commenting on it. Anyway, the day goes by. Paul and I have to have a production meeting which in ECW, we had no production means. It was literally me and Paul driving in a car and writing stuff down. Or if Paul's not there, 97, he was on at every show. He started not being at shows towards the end of 97. Um, And then I would just write out, you know, shows, whatever. So the, uh, I'm walking around the Manhattan Center and then I hear, hey, hey kid. And I turn, and it's Jake. Hey, brother, stand here. All right, and I'm standing there. And Jake is smoking a cigarette. (laughs) And And then the other side is Jack Lanza, and he's smoking a cigarette. But, like, they're huddled, like they're doing 
this most illegal thing in the world. <laughs> and I'm just standing there. And then, you know, I see them both and they come inside and Jack Lenz is like, thanks. And then Jake goes, thanks, bro. Yeah, Vince hates people who smoke. Figured if he thinks it's you, you get all the heat, but you don't you don't work here. I'll see you later. <laughs> so I was here's Jake the Snake, my first time meeting him, and I'm asking to be a blocker so him and Jack Lanza could smoke cigarettes because Vince McMahon hated cigarettes. Unbelievable. So yes, a very, very unique uh way to meet somebody that you grew up uh watching television. That's now, really like- the the end of it. And also, let me also premise, you know, I started wrestling in 1989 uh, in October in the 90s and, you know, early 90s. I'm talking 1990, 91, 92. There was a lot of, let's say, cosplay pro wrestlers. And I don't mean it like in the way like how it's said today. Uh, I mean it where there was wrestlers like a poster would advertise and it would say, doink the clown and it wouldn't be doink the clown there would be a big slam vader and it was a guy who looked like vader but that you would you know if you walk by a poster you think it's big ben and it's a picture of him there was also a jake the fake who had a (laughs) snake and looked just like jake roberts and would come to the ring with the snake and people would and he'd wear the fringe uh jacket so people thought that it was Jake. So it's the ultimate uh, tribute to not only steal independent bookings as another person, but to really think this guy's so over, we are fake being this person. There was gold dust, G-O-D-D-U-S-T. <laughs> um, there was a lot of those, a lot of patriots. So that's how over Jake was. Uh, fast forward to hardcore heaven so i see him in february and paul was always big on surprises right and that match in particular had a lot of run-ins because again i'm the heart and soul of ecw i'm mr ecw and i'm feuding with jerry the king lawler and you know jerry is the total antithesis of what ecw represent he would make fun of us on raw we were supposed to have this big co-branded deal but due to politics and bullshit it never went down because of Again, politics and behind the scenes, which sucked because I would have had a SummerSlam match because there was on the table uh, me and Sandman versus Sabu and Rob Van Dam with Jerry Lawler and Paul Heyman in our corners. And it was booked, set for for SummerSlam, taken off the table. Um, Anyway, my match, Hardcore Heaven. You also got to understand, I didn't work for WWE, so I didn't care what they were doing. Also, in you know my head, they're not the WWE that we see today. Like, hey, they're losing. And they're also like, they need us more than we need them. Though they had national television, nobody's watching their product. Mm. So I'm this guy on the rise in this company that's blowing up. Like, I don't need to listen to these people anyway. So we do the whole deal and we did the lights on, lights off. And when I'm in a DDT. Jerry Lawler holds me for the DDT, lights off. Lights come on, and all I hear is, oh, and I drop down, whatever. Then I have to go. Then I go to do something to Jerry Lawler, lights on, lights off. I get attacked. I believe Sonny was there, ravishing Rick Rude. So, again, go back, watch it. You'll enjoy it. So I remember, like, 
Jerry being a little like rattled afterwards. So I was like, uh, thanks King, leave him alone. And I don't want to, you know, again, I want to thank Jake because Jake came in again, Jake smoking a cigarette. And I was like, and Jerry got hit really, really hard. And Jake, uh, I was like, thanks, man. I go, man, I heard Jerry make you stiffed him. And he just smokes. And like, he literally was the coolest man ever. Like the marble man, uh, times, whatever you, the Fonz, whoever you think is cool. <laughs> he literally smokes syrup. <sighs> Stiffed me on a payday in Memphis. Receipts take a long time to get somebody back. We're even now. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and, uh, you know, he stiffed him on a payday in Memphis and it took, and that taught me a valuable lesson of no matter what you are. And, and I've seen it, especially in the world of social media, receipts happen in this industry. And it took Jake, I believe he said 13 years <laughs> to get back the guy that stiffed him on a payday a long time ago. And just, but just the way he said it was awesome. Okay, guys, Christmas is over, but the real most wonderful time of the year is just getting started. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. As I'm recording this, you've got Buffalo at negative 2.5 as they prepare to take on division rival Miami. The Cowboys are favored at negative 13 as they try to secure that number 2 seed against the Commanders. How about Detroit? Negative 3.5 as they square off against a Minnesota team that's trying to sneak their way into the playoffs. So much great action. And as you're listening to this, we're just getting started here with the playoffs. You've got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SNAKEPIT. Again, new customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SNAKEPIT. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Uh, again, back to surprises. A whole other calendar year goes by. I was always the guy who had like, you know, I would always call Terry Funk or ECW loved the surprise factor. And at times we really were the forbidden door before the forbidden door was a cool thing. So if I premise this with the night before, I don't drink. I don't, I've never done drugs. And I went out and drank in New Orleans 
ECW is blowing up and we have a float on the Halloween parade going down Bourbon Street. Oh boy. For us in ECW, this is monster. Like this is insane for us. We also don't know the magnitude of how big this is because you start way down several blocks away and they give us beads and like we're throwing them to the crowd, but we're having a fun, fun time. Anyway, I body slam Mikey Whipwreck through the windshield of the truck. It, it really, it was just a, like a, 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 it wasn't even a flatbed. It looked like an old truck that like the military people get out with the right. benches and it just said ECW and like see us at the November to remember the, the next day. Um, when, I'll never forget, we turned on Bourbon Street and it was a slew, a sea of, I've never seen so many people gather at once for Halloween. And we got rid of everything that we had because we were just doing it earlier. And, you know, also like we're throwing beads to people, girls are flashing themselves. This is a real thing that, you know, would happen back in the day uh, because it was, that's what you're supposed to do. You give somebody a bead and they flash your boobs. Right. Now, 2023, 24, I can show people my boobs because, <laughs> hey, I have them. They used to be called pecs. Now they're boobs. <laughs> So we turn on this street. We have a massive, massive um, fun night, right? The next morning, probably my night ended about like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Again, don't drink. I'm not drunk, but I'm, I'm feeling it. I got a good happy buzz going. And then the next morning, 7 a.m., my phone rings. Not my cell phone, my room. Because, yes, cell phones were just a starting now. And it's Paul and I'm supposed to have a partner and it's the morning of, I still don't have a partner. Oh and my God. Paul would always be, I got Jake. I got Terry Gordy. I got Steve Williams. Um, I got Vader. Vader was my mystery partner. Like he was my go-to mystery partner all the time. And I'd be like, Paul, stop putting me in these things where I can't deliver. So he's like, Tommy, I got Jake. And I was like, and Jake was, he was gone in the sense of he was now living in the UK. He was no longer wrestling here in the States. And I was like, man, that's awesome. So then my faint, one of my famous Paul Heyman conversations, he goes, Tommy, I need you to get a 10 foot boa. And I went, wait, wait, what? He goes, go get me a 10 foot boa. I got Jake. That's how he premises this. And I was like, oh, that's awesome, bro. I'm seriously, I'm, I'm tired. I just want to go to bed. I just went to bed three hours ago. And then he goes, Tommy, get a boa. And I was like, Paul, it's 7 a.m. on a Sunday. I cannot get, where am I going to find a boa? And he goes, Tommy, it's New Orleans. They're everywhere. And then he hangs up the phone. <laughs> so uh, I reveal this to you. Uh, first time ever revealing this. I never contacted uh, or went to any local pet stores or didn't look everywhere for the 10 foot boas. But I told Paul, hey, man, I called a bunch of places and they couldn't give me a 10 foot boa. So uh, <laughs> I will come clean on that one. Uh, All right. We'll I have to take basically Paul went this. back to bed. 
You could send this to Paul. I, I apologize, Paul. Um, <laughs> I, I did not find the boa for you. And uh, anyway, now day of show, I find out that we had to charter a plane to get Jake to the event. Jake also shows up mega late. Don't know if Jake, it literally looked like he just landed and he got, and I was just like, again, here's Jake. I'm now your partner. We got to do business in the main event of a show. He shows up during the show. And I'm trying to put the whole match together without my partner there, not knowing what he wants to do. Oh God. Again, I also then have to deal with Jake the snake who I don't really know. So first thing, hey, Jake, man, yeah, we're all, uh, you know, put together. And he's again outside just like looking at me. And also Jake isn't the Jake the Snake that we all currently know and love. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was, to the best of my knowledge, sober. But smoking the cigarette, wearing uh, a soccer club shirt, which people comment all the time now. And uh, I was like, hey, man, you know, what size are you? Extra large? Uh, double X, you know, for an ECW shirt. Like, you know, you can wear the same thing that I am. Plus, we got November to Remember shirts. And he's like, nope. And I'm like, what do you mean, nope, in my head? Like, you don't want an ECW shirt? It's free merch, bro. And then I was like, I'm fine. I got my stuff. I'm like, all right. So then one more time, like, hey, you know, kind of show you, like, you know, we're partners. Like, I could wear this designated ECW November to Remember shirt, which... I designed, I made, or you could wear any ECW shirt. The fans will react to you, but nope, I'm good. And uh, so I'm like, all right. So we have no real tag team continuity. Don't know how we're going to pull off the match, but the match, we didn't have a lot of time to go over. Him and Jack Victory knew each other from Mid-South, and Jack Victory, an amazing wrestler. And Jack said, I take, and again, I wrestled Jack a million times. Jack would take a backdrop to the floor all the time. And Jack said, Hey, I need you to go. I want to say, well, I got to go over through the left. You got to throw me over the left. That's how I take it. Especially with Justin running next to me. I got to take it that way. We go do the spot. Jake goes to the right and Jack victory's kneecap explodes. He cannot compete now in the match. And I go, I go down, I'm shining. I, I say, Jake, stay here. I go out to go get him. And Jack's like, my knee's gone. I can't move. And I literally like punch him and I, I get stopped right there. And then I said, Jason, you're filling in. And Jason, because he was a great manager slash he was also a wrestler, listened to us kind of put this match together without Jake. And Jason filled in on the fly and nobody missed a beat. We didn't talk or do anything really in the back, except for like a couple of things. One of my least favorite matches of all time. But at the end of the day, like, and this is what I always say when wrestlers mess up or something happens, nobody knew until this thing airs that it was all mess ups and ad-libbed. The fans didn't know in attendance and we were sold out riverfront. Uh, I think it's riverfront Coliseum, whatever mm-hmm. um, sold out. Everyone was happy. End of the day, everything worked, but you know, it's also funny. We were, 
with Nicole Bass, who wasn't, you know, trained to the wrestling business. And we're like, listen, you have to sell this DDT. You need, you don't understand the emphasis. You go down, you die and then just roll out of the ring. Right. So during that thing, it's one of my favorite. And a lot of times a few wrestlers will quote it to me that, you know, we're in the original ECW and she takes a great DDT does everything we tell her rolls out and then facing the hard camera rolls out, stands up and goes, I hate you, Tommy dreamer. (laughs) (laughs) Because we didn't tell her what to do after, but we just told her what to do. But that whole match was completely ad libbed. Just incredible. I think was having a mini stroke during that match because he was freaking out. Um, It was, was what was he freaking out about? Because the whole match just went, awry i mean opening spot jack victory blows out his kneecap yeah okay uh to his credit um you know jake was like thanks guys he's done i don't see him ever again for a long long time it was just you know a one then i found out how much we paid uh jake as well as how much we paid to get jake to the venue and i was just like yeah you know i'm owed some money and i don't think uh that was worth it to his credit, though, Paul paid for Jack Victory's, uh, and Jack Victory got paid the entire time he was hurt, and that you know Paul didn't have to do that. And then uh, Jack also then became a bigger character while he was in the wheelchair. And uh, some of my favorite moments of poor Jack being in a legit wheelchair and having to take a guitar shot from New Jack. And there was even times he would like with his good leg bump back while his bad, legit broken leg would just be straight sticking up in the air. (laughs) And then he couldn't like move left or right out of that thing. So he would just sell unconscious, be bleeding sometimes upside down until his group would have to physically pick him up and put him back in that wheelchair. That's good stuff. Well, he loved, he loved, love, love wrestling. (laughs) I say let's let's just go ahead and shoot forward to November to remember. We'll watch this clip and uh, react to it a little bit. Here we go. Okay, we're starting out the match with Nicole Bass coming into the ring. Jake is going to come up behind her and strike a little blow. And now he's got her hooked. Is he going to do it? DDT in front of that rowdy ECW crowd, and they're loving it. There's Nicole rolling out of the ring, as you said. And, oh boy, Justin Credible is about to sneak up on Jake here. Low blow on the snake. He goes down. You're hitting Jack Victory. By the way, guys, you can follow along with this on WWE Network. Like I said, it's right when Nicole Bass is coming into the ring. It's like the last minute, 30 seconds. Uh, Tommy, you've got Justin Credible on the top rope, and you're going to launch him onto the ladder. He's down, selling the knee. Here we go. Jake is getting back to his feet. We know it's coming. Jake is positioning that ladder, and... Got him hooked. DDT to just incredible on the ladder. Jake goes for the cover. Look at Jake's head right now. It's moving back and forth. You see that? All right, you guys get the victory. And that'll get us out of the match. So I pointed out Jake's head, what he was doing uh, on Just Incredible there as he as he made the cover. Do you? I just learned about this from Sin Bodhi. Do you know what he was doing there? Was he licking him? 
No, one of Jake's ribs that he would do, uh, apparently, according to Simbodi, was that uh, he would have some stubble on his chin, and whenever he'd cover a guy, he would rub the stubble on their nipple. <laughs> That's nice. He's got a bit of a nipple uh, fascination. He told a story on Busted Open about Ronnie Garvin and Ronnie Garvin's nipples. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's uh... – listen, um, Jake is awesome uh, because I've become better friends with Jake. And, and you know, a lot of stuff in your life, uh, as I've gotten older, you know, it reflects on your upbringing. Jeff uh, – Jeff, Jake did not grow up in a solid – upbringing probably one of the worst and yep. for him to be a functional human being and enjoying life the way he does now i'm i'm so happy for him i have been i was blessed to get a, a phone call out of nowhere from ddp and telling me this is when i was running my house of hardcore stuff they wanted to do stuff like the final match like the resurrection of jake and do it at my show and i was like if jake wants to do it i'll do it and you know that documentary that he had on him th those are real life struggles that not only like jake went through but i mean that's years and years of, of bad stuff from when you're a kid and you know the self-medicating all that stuff this this business or any business will find you if you're constantly on the road but then to turn his life around the way he did and still be like i look back because then i hear all the stories and the bodies of work that jake did when he wasn't in the right headspace like think of that how great he truly was i thought i think we really got at times 50 percent of what jake could actually do but all that personal and mental trauma that he went through and to be a a great symbol of survival because like i said that that call that i got from ddp was awesome i was like i'll help anyway and then seeing jake at conventions and seeing Jake doing great. And, you know, uh, I don't get to hang out with him as much as I'd like to. But, I mean, even during the, the, the COVID and pandemic, like, I was watching every single day what Jake the Snake was doing because I cared about this, this individual. And then even to see him, you know, getting back with uh, Cheryl and, and just that reunion, it, it truly is. It's a love story. It's a dysfunctional love story. But it truly worked, and, and it, to me, it gives people hope, and and I love it. We we did a movie together, you know, uh, with me, DDP, and Jake the Snake. It's not a well-known movie, but at the end, we really do steal the scenes. He was an umpire, uh, and the guy who did it was just a wrestling fan, and I'm there, and DDP's there. Roddy Piper was the one who recommended me to take Roddy Piper's place because he's like, this guy's a really good actor. And I was like, wait, what? And then I see Jake there and like, I see like Jake having trouble remembering lines. And then the director just being like, okay, then just be Jake. And if you work with that setting of just be Jake, you're going to get a masterpiece. And though like, and that day that we, I just got to truly hang out with him. Just like you, you get to see like what a really cool human being he is. And you know, especially in AEW, I talk to a lot of people and I'm like, do you talk to Jake? You have access to one of the greatest minds, heel or babyface. Go talk to him. He'll teach you how to get over. He'll he'll teach you the simple nuances that it helps. 
that maybe if the company doesn't do it, he can see something because he could see either holes in your work or, hey, maybe try this. Hey, maybe try that. And he brings that he brings that complete package. Yes. You know, second generation wrestler. Uh, but Bind, he but he's been a top guy in every territory he went. He's yep. drawn money everywhere he's gone. So that's what this business truly is about. Asses in seats. NMLS number 32416, equal housing lender. Did you put Christmas on a credit card? Don't stress out about that extra holiday spending. SaveWithConrad.com can help you consolidate all of your high interest rate credit cards into one much lower monthly payment. SaveWithConrad.com has helped families just like yours save up to $800 a month. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And did I mention no payments until March? So don't make saving money a resolution next year. Make it happen today at SaveWithConrad.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. And then, I mean, honestly, again, for where he was to where he is, but where he was, if you think about in his heyday, probably had about 50% of them, right? And he became a global iconic figure. That household name. 100%. And there's those 80s guys, 80s into 90s guys still have that today. And it, it's it's unheard of in the wrestling industry because somebody, you know, somebody could get let go by the WWE that could have worked there a long, long time. They still don't carry the weight of a name of a Jake the Snake Roberts. They could be in WWE 15, 20 years. Truly that that generation were superstars. You know, it's funny. Uh, my mom is not a wrestling fan at all, doesn't know any anything. So if I said, like, uh, hey, mom, I'm doing a podcast with Steve Austin, she'd be thinking of, like, the $6 million man. How's if Lee said, Majors doing? If, 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 if I said Sting, she'd be thinking of Sting from the police. When I told my mom, hey, I, I just got a podcast with Jake the Snake Roberts, she was like, oh, my God, really? She knew exactly who I was talking about. Um, so, I mean, it really speaks to Jake and his name equity and the fact that he he went from being a wrestling superstar to a pop culture icon. Um, and that's that's I call him that all the time on the show. And he's like, ah, come on. But it's it's true. He really is. And to your point, you know, I, I think a lot of people have preconceived notions about Jake because of what they see on the Internet or what they read from the dirt sheets or this and that. I can say from personal experience, one of the kindest people, most generous people I have ever had the pleasure of getting to know. So it's, it's really cool to hear your perspective. You know, it only kind of getting to be around Jake a little bit during his time of struggle and kind of it seems like getting to know him a little bit better now here in his later years. Right. Uh, absolutely. As well as, uh, like I said, you're literally Jake the snake and I've seen him be humble. And like, to me, I'd rather be Jake the snake than I would have been Hulk Hogan. And I could have had that same longevity. Like again, yes, Hulk made probably bigger paydays, but on par still same, I feel household name Hogan, probably a little bit bigger, but I mean, here's a guy no matter, and like I said, how many times he messed up, but everyone was always still willing to work with him because of how good he was. Um, 
I wish he physically could be able to do what he did because, like I said, I think for the longest time he did, he made himself that name at 50%. Could you imagine if we had the 100%? Oh my gosh. Incredible. Uh, And again, like that Forrest Gump type of guy, if it wasn't for Jake, we wouldn't have had 316. Like all these moments, like in an alternate universe that he's still there. Even the fact that he's in AEW, whether he's on TV or just in the back. Like if you're, I wish, I pray that I, if I ever work there, I'm just going to, Hey Jake, how you doing today? Blah, 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 blah. I pick his brain. Even if it's to sit at the learning tree for five to 10 minutes and then I leave. Thank you, Jake. Can I get you something? Blah, 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 blah. Um, when you have those people there, because honestly, like we all like talking about ourselves, but then if you're talking about why, why did you do this? How come this happened? Do you know how many Mark stories that I will ask people because I want to a find out the real story or like you'd be surprised of, Oh man, I thought this guy was great. And then somebody else tells you about how they were in the ring and I know how great that person is. And I'm like, really? And, oh, man, he, he hit me so hard. My teeth went numb. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. But, you know, it, it's just, it's amazing. What Like, honestly, like this business, there's not a lot of, listen, there's not a lot of veterans left that went through all the territories. Um, Paul Heyman is one of them. Jake is one of them. Arn Anderson is one of them. But, like, after my generation... Like my generation, Raven was probably one of the last to go through the territory system. I didn't go through the territory system. I had ECW. I made a stop in Memphis, but when I was already a made Tommy Dreamer, and I do Puerto Rico when I was a made Tommy Dreamer. So like that era is going to end. And think about Jake, every territory, but every territory, he was a top guy and literally Portland, Texas, Southwest, Amarillo. Like you just pinpoint anywhere. There's a famous thing of everybody who had territories. Jake was probably there. The only territory I don't know if Jake worked was AWA. He wasn't because I've asked him about this before and he was like, nope, missed AWA. And it's like, man, imagine if he had that one in his resume too. He'd literally have been in every single major territory. Florida, Um, Georgia, Mid-Atlantic, WCW, NWA, WWE. Calgary. World class Calgary top guy. I, I believe he had the first ever ladder match. Yep. So With JYD again, Forrest Gump, Jake the Snake. Just such a, a remarkable figure, and awesome to to get to pick your brain about him a little bit. You know, as a guy who who emulated him, and and then went on to have such incredible success yourself. Uh, I, I do want to ask, uh, what do you feel Jake's legacy when it's all said and done? What do you feel is the greatest part of his legacy? I would say being different. I would also say DDT. They go hand in hand. Um, Jake's biggest, what he would be is a survivor. And when I say survivor, man, uh, I mean, he talked about it, about not wanting to live anymore. He talked about having strained relationships with his family because he was, you know, he had a, a drug problem. But surviving and then seeing life on the other side, you can't erase what happened, but you can change 
and he's living proof of it. Hence why he's a survivor. And like, again, I love Jake for a lot of different reasons, but uh, in, it wasn't a Jake promo, but it was an arm promo. And I saw that Jake uh, had done it before. The eyes are the window to your soul. And if you ever see Jake, he's got a smile that's uh, captivating. And I've seen him steal a room when he's not even trying to steal a room, not trying to be Jake the Snake because it's a room full of wrestlers that nobody cares that you're Jake the Snake. But just his smile and he greets and like the the sober part of seeing life through different eyes is a beautiful thing. And that's why I think he he's a great he's a great story of a survivor and how your life can change. And when you're at the lowest point, you can change. And I, I do. Um, I, I thank I thank DDP for standing by his side. And why did DDP do it? Because he's a fan. Mm-hmm. And he was his friend. And like, even the way they'd argue, and you know, but DDP wants to help people. Like you need that people in the universe. Cause it's so easy to rip somebody up, but it's really, really hard to offer and lend that hand. And uh, I'm happy that cause you could do everything you want, but Jake needed to, you know, resurrect jake and that's why you know everything that he did with wwe the resurrection of jake the snake or the 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 dvd slash movie documentary that did with ddp it's a beautiful thing and it, and it does it teaches people that there's hope and jake is hope and that's why you're a survivor so uh i hope that's his legacy and again it, it's weird because he should be on the mount rushmore of wrestling but he's one of those guys you don't appreciate because he didn't have the titles he didn't have all that stuff but again flawless in the ring and changed the wrestling business uh in his own different way beautifully said we're not going to beat it uh tommy can you tell our listeners who maybe are not familiar with with all the stuff that you're doing uh what you're up to nowadays uh i work in uh impact wrestling i also work a crap load of indies i love professional wrestling my instagram and my twitter and my facebook which i'm not really key on are uh the tommy dreamer and i'm the host of uh the number one show on sirius xm called busted open so life is blessed and i too am uh i'm a fan uh, i'm a fan of anything pro wrestling but listen every day is hard but jake is you know i say every day is just like wrestling you're gonna get knocked down a lot but you're gonna keep on getting up and keep on fighting and jake is a true true master of psychology but also a a survivor in life and if you get by every day they say it's one step at a time but every day we're alive is a good day um it it really and truly is and just you know I, i i'm i'm blessed to have people like ddp to just to say i know these guys because again like jake i grew up i grew up watching him and if i want i could just pick up the phone and you know send jake a, a naked picture of myself and my nipples and be like what the hell is that dreamer <laughs> we know he'd love it he's got that nipple thing going on <laughs> but guys make sure that you go out of your way to listen to tommy on busted open watch him on impact which is now tna of course and uh yeah uh, certainly go out and see him if he's going to be in a town near you and tommy again i cannot thank you enough for being here to talk to us about uh this you know this memorable event 25 years ago but really more importantly kind of running down the career of jake which was a, a blast absolutely thank you for having me Folks, if you're looking to attract that 25 to 54-year-old male demographic, you are going to love AdvertiseWithSnake.com. My podcast partner, Jake, is an absolute legend, and he could be giving his endorsement to your product or service every week. 
He's still on TV with AEW. He is out there meeting folks, going to signings, making the towns, and appearing at live shows. And when he talks, people still listen. As Tommy and I just pointed out here, he is a pop culture icon and a household name to this day, and that is not going anywhere. Again, head to AdvertiseWithSnake.com and make Jake Roberts your tag team partner today. If you can't make it out to see Jake live at a show to get his autograph, why not do the next best thing? Get over to jakethesnakeshop.com and get your hands on some rare signed collectibles. You can either wait until Jake comes to a city near you, or you can go right now to jakethesnakeshop.com and grab yourself a signed 8x10, a rare action figure. How about a wrestling buddy or a t-shirt? He's got a ton of selections over there. Just go over there and have a look. It's jakethesnakeshop.com. Get a cameo from Jake at cameo.com slash jakesnake and check out the awesome reviews for Jake there. Here's a review from Matthew. I absolutely loved it. It was brilliant. It was sincere. You took your time with it. I love it so much, and it was funny, too. You really made me laugh. God bless you. I mean, guys, they're all like that. Seriously, go and have a look. It's cameo.com forward slash Jake Snake. You can see the reviews at the bottom. People love what Jake is doing over there. And if you're looking for a unique gift or if you just want a video for yourself, just go and have a look. Again, it's cameo.com slash Jake Snake. Christmas is gone, but winter's just getting started, folks, and we've got you ready at the Snake Pit page over at boxofgimmicks.com. We've got hoodies, we've got sweatshirts, we've got some really stylish, cool-looking mugs for your hot apple cider, coffee, tea, or cocoa. And look, if you guys love 80s and 90s wrestling, much like I do, and you miss that aesthetic, that awesome, irreplaceable look that they had back then, we've captured it over there. Just go and have a look. I think you're going to like what you see. Again, it's the Snake Pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. Just a reminder, you can get the Snake Pit and all the other shows in our network early and ad-free over at adfreeshows.com. It starts at just $9 a month, which, if you do the math, is coming out to less than $0.15 cents per episode each month. Now, that is a hell of a bargain. Plus, tons of bonus content, interactive chats with your favorite hosts and wrestling personalities, and much more. I mean, how about a monthly Q&A with Lex Luger? We have it on Lex Express. Did you ever want to pick the brain of one of the greatest bookers in wrestling history? We've got that too on Tuesdays with the Taskmaster featuring Kevin Sullivan. How about a month-by-month look through the old JCP booking logs from a guy who is there? Yep, David Crockett is there to hook you up on the book. Believe me when I say we seriously have something for every wrestling fan there. Just go over there and have a look. It's adfreeshows.com. Get signed up today. Check us out on YouTube. It's youtube.com forward slash at Snake Pit Pod. We've got short clips from the show. We have some awesome highlights over there. We drop exclusive content like the uh, full episode featuring Baby Doll talking about WCCW, which we put up there. And we're going to keep doing stuff like that as we go. Uh, also, we do giveaways there for our subscribers. And we're going to continue to do those occasionally. So don't miss out. Like, subscribe, and hit the notifications bell there right now. Also, if you've enjoyed our podcast, hook Jake and I up, please. It just takes a minute. Like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you're using because that helps Jake and I out a whole bunch. You can catch Jake on X at Jake Snake DDT, on Instagram at Jake the Snake DDT, and on Facebook at Real Jake the Snake. You can follow me on X at Marcus P. D'Angelo, and you can follow the podcast at Snake Pit Pod on all social media platforms. Man, what an honor and a privilege to have Tommy Dreamer come on here to talk to us about November to Remember 98, as you know, 25 years after the fact. But really, again, more importantly, it was awesome to hear his perspective on Jake and how much he loves him, and how much Jake influenced his career, and how the two of them have become closer as the years have gone by. 
We'll be back next week with Jake right here on the Snake Pit.